Hello. Welcome. It is the Friday edition of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. 1071 where talk is fun. We don't talk about a lot of serious stuff. You know? No, we're light show. Yeah, we're light. And we're hyper aware that there are serious things always that are happening. Oh, absolutely. And, we uh, want to be a respite. Yes. R e s p i t e. Oh, I had a word I wanted you to spell. Oh man. Oh, you know what? Actually, we'll do it right now, and then I'll tell you what happened to me yesterday. Okay. Um, do you know how to spell the word? You cannot write it down. I gotta write no, it. No, you're not allowed on this Come one. Come on. Not on this one. Fine. Can you spell the word Groundhog's Day coming up next week? Groundhog Day. Can you spell Punxsutawney? You get one chance to do it. That is the town. I need Punxsutawney. to write it. No, no writing. No P-U-N-X. writing. P u n x. A T A W N E Y. There might not be an E, but you were close, but you were wrong. P U N X Punks. Punksatani. Autani. As in Punksatani of Punksatani Phil. P U N X. You were right there. Okay. S. Oh. U. Yeah. T A W N E Y. Punksatani. That's a great word. Language of origin, Pennsylvania. Can you use it in a <laughs> sentence? Punksatani Phil saw a shadow. And would like some pierogies. Um, I have to tell you about an incident that occurred yesterday. Okay. Let me backtrack and say um, about eight years ago, I. 12 years ago, I get checked at some work event in California at my alma mater. And they were checking our heart that day. And everybody's like, oh, fine, I got my heart Like checked. a health fair or something? Something like okay. that, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, what was your heart rate? What was your heart rate? And then they heard an irregularity in my heartbeat. So every, it went from very fun to they were like, you should go get this checked out. So I was like, oh, okay, great. Like a murmur or something? There was a little bit of a murmur and an irregularness okay. to it. So then I go, I get it checked out. It's fine. They're like, hey, that can sometimes happen just because you had coffee that morning. You know, ca- caffeine. Eight years ago, I had a uh, another thing where I started noticing chest pain. And I have two grandfathers who ended up dying of some, had heart attacks. One died of congestive heart failure. The other had uh, multiple heart attacks and died of another thing later. But anyway, heart disease in the grandparents, he part of the family. So like eight years ago when I had some problems happening where I noticed some chest pain and just things started to feel different than normal chest pain that you get, different mm-hmm. than the burp that you need to get out or whatever. Then I went in, they had me do a stress test, they had did the EKG and all that, and I left with peace of mind. Sure. Since then, I've seen, I saw a video of, of a guy on surveillance taking a walk, this is in London, I believe, and just starts to slow his walk down a little bit, sits down on the bench, kind of like, whoa, suddenly felt weird. This is like surveillance? Yeah. Video? Okay. So he's taking a walk, sits down on the bench, and dies, slunches over, dies of a widowmaker heart attack. And anyone oh. out there who's experienced a widowmaker, you know how sudden these are. I have a friend from um, that I went to school with in high school who, gosh, probably about six or seven years ago now, in his mid-20s, was huh. out with his family, playing with their dog, and then suddenly just sort of slowed up for a second and quite literally dropped dead of a widowmaker Mid-20s. heart attack. Mid-20s. Wow. Friend from church, working out at the gym a couple years ago. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, slunched over at the incline bench. Sure. So I've seen a bunch of these cardiac events, blah, blah, blah. So I try to not be hyper aware of them, but try to notice, okay, look, I've had these things before and it passes and it's fine. And I got tests. But then yesterday, 
It was after the show, do the podcast, blah, 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 eat some lunch, go to the bank to deposit a check. And I actually was trying to tune in to make sure that um, I could listen to the beginning of the show of uh, Stacey and Hutch because they were yeah. paying tribute to Moon, uh, who passed away the right. night before. Yeah. So I really wanted to be in the car at two o'clock. I think the biggest part of the story so far is that you went to the bank to deposit a check. <laughs> you only have an app for that, honey. Sometimes they it's it's just nice to get a little FaceTime with your bank teller. Yeah, right. You know, it's nice to get there some FaceTime. too big of an amount for Steve to do it. There are daily phone. limits. There are daily limits. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, as I'm sitting there waiting for my tube to come back to me at the bank, I get a sudden noticeable center of my back pain and i was just like oh man like what is this i need to like get out of the car and like crack this it felt like an a uh, sudden achy pressure pain and i was like boy i need to like crack my back right now and then a couple minutes go by and the same pain now comes around to the center of my chest so now it's in the back and the front and i've read some stuff about heart attacks in years past and it's like Sometimes the back pain is the first indicator and then it can come around. Sure. And I was like, okay, more than likely than not, it's just nothing. It's muscular, skeletal, something. Um, so I'm not thinking too much of it. Just like, this is annoying. I hope this goes away. Then I pull out of the bank and I get up to a stoplight. And as I'm pulling up to the stoplight, suddenly, and I don't get this way much at all. Suddenly, I got really lightheaded and like flush and short of breath. And I was like, oh, shoot. So then I rolled down my window to try to get some fresh air. I got so nervous because of how I've never had those symptoms together. And when I got like, whoa, am I about to pass pass out? Then I'm thinking back to the guy who was walking is fine doing his neighborhood walk. Suddenly feels weird for a second. Yeah. Widowmaker. To the point where I put my car in park at the stoplight because I thought if I pass out here, if I have a cardiac event, I don't want to now drift out into traffic right. as well. And I roll the windows down, start to get some fresh air, and I'm just like, okay, I'm sure this is just the thing, and it's passing. But then this lightheadedness is not going away. It was a real suddenly chest and head brainy thing. So then I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on my way to the post office now. I'm, what am I doing? All these old people things. I'm going to the bank. I'm going no, to like, the post office. So far, those are the two and, biggest takeaways from this story. And of course, when I do all these old people things, I have a cardiac event. It all makes sense now. But then I turn onto the you street. You made it happen. <laughs> Is this manifesting? You know what, though? I turned on... And again, I've had enough of these things that have happened over during the last eight years where I'm like, oh, for it's a chest pain. It'll go away. It's it's a normal blah, blah, blah thing. When I turned onto that street, though, and the lightheadedness was not going away. I, for the first time, actually felt scared where I was like, shoot, do I need to call like 911? Am I about to have a heart attack? And I got to tell you, when you have warning signs like that that make you scared, it is amazing how even then we are thinking. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to overreact. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. dude, you got, you got gas or whatever. You know, yes, this so, is great. You don't hear guys tell stories like this well, very often. And that's one of the reasons yeah. that I am is, uh, so then I get out and I drop my, uh, my letter in the post office. I'm outside standing in fresh air and I'm like, okay, fresh air is coming back to me. I feel like I'm getting a little bit under my feet. 
I'm going to drive to urgent care. I was going to go to the gym. I was like, I'm just going to go to urgent care anyway, out in Chan. And I called Lou and I say, hey, I don't want to alarm you, but I just want you to know where I'm going to be right now. I'm going to go here. Here's what's happening. And she's, you know, cool about it. Yep. She's like, okay, just like, let me know once you get there. I do the test there and they say, look, the EKG. Uh, well, first the woman looked at me after they did the EKG thing and she looked at me concerned and she said, do you normally have a low heart rate? And I was like, well, like kind of low, but what are you saying? She's like, we're just having trouble picking up a signal on all of the things, all of like the 14 sticky things that they had on me. Wow. They end up picking it up. The EKG comes back good, but the doctor said, I don't like those symptoms together, and we I can't rule out a cardiac event until we do blood testing to see an enzyme. There's an enzyme that releases into mm-hmm. your blood if you've had a cardiac event. Right. And so they said, you're actually going to need to go to the ER. So I go to the ER back in Chaska near my house, and I get in there and tell them all of that stuff. I go through another round of EKG. They do another, uh, they do this enzyme test. That comes back good. But then there was a secondary test called a D-dimer test, and that test for a thing that is present in your blood, which can mean there is a blood clot. And I had traveled last week via plane. Oh, God. So then they said, we want to do a, um, since that came back high, you're supposed to be at 0.50 or below. I was at 0.92. And so they said, we're going to do a CT scan. They also did a chest x-ray. They, they did a CT scan. If you've never had one of those, they put the thing in you. Your IV's already in. Then they put the dye in you. And then they take these pictures to make sure that the dye runs through without any obstructions. Got which it. can be the sign of a clot. Also, when they give you that, they say you're going to feel like you just peed your pants. Because oh. you'll get this warm sensation that will go from head to toe. They're right. Although I would argue it feels a little bit more like you crapped your pants. I move on. I get all that. It's okay. And I... I end up coming back with some suggestions of what it could be, but they don't think it was any like cardiac event. I feel okay. like I got checked okay. out from head to toe. Oh my God. Can you uh, save I'll, that I'll and tell us what plane. it could I'll be? I'll land the plane and then a call to action for men out there, but for some of you women too, that story, sorry, it was longer than I intended it to be, but I'm me and I almost died yesterday. Are you really a ghost? Maybe you're dead. <laughs> if in the afterlife, all I do is go to the bank and post office. <laughs> Please, someone resuscitate me. We'll be back. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, friends, it's Steve. You know, the season is changing, and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting exploreminnesota.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hi, guys. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Like the story Steve is telling about how he almost died yesterday. When will it end? Uh, thank you for no, all of you glad you're okay. who have worn and been seen wearing around the Twin Cities your hashtag Steve Strong shirts. <laughs> That's been pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I pick it up with, they, they run all these tests on me yesterday after I had, if you're just tuning in, sudden sort of back and chest pains and then a lightheadedness. The lightheadedness was what got my attention and made me nervous. So I end up in the ER. They run this uh, a battery of tests. Kudos to them for being thorough. Yeah, Because, yeah, I mean, I got sure. multiple EKGs. I got an enzyme test. I got this D-dimer test for blood clotting. They did a chest X-ray, um, a C- the CT scan. So I feel like they did a really thorough job of checking me out. However, Susan says, "Here we go." Hopefully, you told the ER doctors about the root canal procedure. I okay, I did. Yep, I told because um, that could have explained a few things. <clears throat> yeah, Lou, Lou said, "Make sure you mention the the root canal just because you yeah. had nerve stuff, and you never know if there was like an abscess somewhere that you weren't aware of or yeah. whatever." So yeah, I, I let them know all that. Um, but they ended up coming back to after all that. I told them when I got to the ER, I said, "I am fully prepared." To be embarrassed as I walk out of here and for you to just say this was gas or something like that. Because they say there can be things in your intestine that mimic symptoms of a heart attack. What I still am struggling with was the 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 lightheadedness, okay, uh, the flushness. Yeah. That still felt a little bit disconcerting. But all of the tests that they ran uh, checked out well. The one thing that they said to uh, consider is, funny enough gastritis which is essentially an inflammation of your stomach lining which can mimic some of these um uncomfortable sensations and so they were like you know you'll want to limit your caffeine i mean you'll want to limit your alcohol you'll want to limit use of ibuprofen especially any of those things on an empty stomach uh, because then that can cause some extra pain there and she said look your next follow-up is you go to your doctor um he may want to do an endoscopy or not. That's when they look down your throat into mm-hmm. your stomach um, because that's when they can check for ulcers. And more specifically, they can check for cancer. Mm-hmm. And so Lou had an endoscopy uh, like eight months ago or so, but she was losing weight unexplained. Oh, wow. And that is the sign of an ulcer um, where everything, she was just like losing weight and some hair as well. Oh, wow. So we were like, what's going on here? So she had that and all they're like, we're checking for ulcers and we're hoping that we don't find anything serious. Right. And she did have ulcers, but she did not have cancer, which was great. So anyway, I leave there with like, all right, maybe it's gastritis, but there was not a cardiac event and some lifestyle changes to consider moving forward. I'd be um, careful with that ibuprofen too. That they they said that multiple yeah, times. Yeah, you do take that a lot. Oh wow, Judge Judy's in the building. <laughs> anyway, I just do. I just notice that you take it a lot. Here was the thing, though. If we go back, sort of the the, the point of this very long winded story. I hope it can benefit someone out there in this regard. Yeah. As I pulled up to that stoplight and even felt the back pain, chest pain, lightheadedness all together, it was that specific cocktail that made me scared for the first time with this stuff. As opposed to like, oh, do I have to go into urgent care today? It was like, will I make it into urgent care? You know, I started yeah. getting nervous oh, wow. in that way. It was, a, it was a weird new moment for me. 
But even in that moment, I'm like, this is, don't overreact. Like, this is probably just going to pass. Don't embarrass yourself. All this sort of stuff. (laughs) So then I, but then I'm like, you know what? You only get one shot. If you are having an event, the best possible outcome that you can get from going to an urgent care or going to an emergency room, the best outcome is to leave embarrassed, is to leave with it not being anything serious. Because there was a brief time when they were gone, they said, we'll be here in about 30 or 45 minutes with the results of this blood clot thing, the CT scan. And then like an hour and a half goes by. And I was like, what I don't want to see is multiple feet show up outside of this door where it's no longer just the physician's assistant. But now she's here with a team of people who are like, well, here's what we found. Because there's a little part of you that's like, well, that would justify all of this, you know, rigmarole if it at least is something. But I'm like, no, you idiot. You want this to be nothing. You want it to be right. nothing at all. So for right. my fellas out there, and I'm sure it's not totally gender specific. There are some stubborn, prideful women out there as well. It's not just us dudes mm-hmm. all the time. But when it comes to your health, if you're wondering about it, go to the doctor. It might not be an ER visit. It might be scheduling an appointment that you need to schedule. And at the very least, it'll give you peace of mind. That's what you're paying. <laughs> that's what you're paying for. Is peace of mind. You want to leave with that. And as an anecdotal piece of advice or uh, evidence of this, my brother-in-law just came over. He had gotten uh, hit in the face with a line drive baseball. He had two big black and blue marks under his eyes, looked like a raccoon. And his nose looked like he had just been in a prize fight. And he came over and I said, hey, is your nose broken? And he said, no, no, this happens like even if you would get punched there, it just goes black and blue right there. He said it was such authority that I thought, that's cool. He went to the doctor. Come oh, to find out oh. on the family thread later when he sends a picture. Someone said, is it broken? And his wife said, we don't know because he won't go to the doctor. Then we all immediately judged him. He goes to the doctor. Ladies and gentlemen. His nose is broken. His nose is broken. <laughs> the man did the same thing with his finger when oh it got hit gosh. by a softball. We said it looks broken. No, it's fine. It was broken. Same thing when he, I believe, fell off of a ladder. His elbow went wonky. That looks broken. Didn't get it checked out. Years later, he finds out it was he had sustained a break. Oh, my gosh. You guys, please. Go to the doctor. Now, having said that, did you like my response when you told me where you were yesterday? No. And I said, keep me posted. Feel better. Try not to worry. And for the love, don't be a baby. As, <laughs> as nurses were coming in yesterday and treating me with such care and concern, I thought, this is why Donna cannot be a nurse. And then I said, tell him to scan your head to make sure you have a brain. I had heart <laughs> monitors attached to me. I, was I waiting should have to find said out your butt, a, not um, your head. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been A+. Plus. <laughs> I was waiting to find out if I had a clot in my lung. Those are the words that they floated out there. You know, we want to make sure there's not a clot in your lung. And Donna is trolling me on text. <laughs> and you write, good one, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let her eulogize me if I go first. Oh, no, are you kidding? I'm going to roast you. It's going to be great. All right. When we come back, be dead. What do you care? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, Steve the Ghost will be back with us. Um, what do we have coming? Oh, okay. Interesting story about Hassan Minaj yes. not getting the Daily Show gig. Donna's got that next. All right, it's Donna for Blaze Credit Union. Blaze is the result of a merge between Highway Credit Union and Spire Credit Union. And so 
They're now one under the name Blaze, and they're still offering all the loan options they did before, still offering free checking, still giving back to the community. Blaze has more than 250,000 members. They've got 26 locations. Two more are coming this year. That's pretty exciting. And they are driven by Midwestern values. We're talking community, integrity, hard work. I happen to be a member of Blaze. I um, I have a savings account. I finance my car through Blaze. Steve financed his car through Blaze. Uh, but they also offer all kinds of loans, not just car loans, mortgage, home equity loans. You want a vacation? You need a loan? Get a hold of Blaze. You will find them at blazecu.com. Blaze is insured by NCUA, an equal housing opportunity lender. <laughs> Hi. We're back. Appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. <laughs> Everything entertainment. Wow. 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 No. Wow. What if you spent the weekend <laughs> working on that? Oh yeah. And then came back cuz you're 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 just workshopping it far earlier. away enough that it is not good content. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. All right, fine. But every time I say wow now I want to say wow. Wow. Tell people who you're impersonating. Uh, duh, as if they don't know that that's Jennifer Coolidge. Thank you. I, I anyway, we digress. All right, it's fine. It's fine. Um, okay, so we had the announcement. What? 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 Well, we were just briefly, we're about to tell you a story about You'll Hassan just throw Mirage. anybody under the bus, won't you? This isn't necessarily going the direction you're thinking. I know your type. They were asking for us to submit our volunteer awards, or excuse me, our volunteer hours, because there's a thing called the Crystal Awards, where they just try to get a gauge as to how committed to the community are the on-air personalities and people who work at a given station. This is the thing that famously, if you're a longtime listener of the show, (laughs) Donna accidentally replied all to our big boss, Dan Seaman, and she had uh, been fostering a dog and essentially marked every hour that she had <laughs> the, the dog at her, every waking hour <laughs> as just mother Teresa hands in these volunteer work and so she was like sorry Dan all I got in was 680 hours this year <laughs> you just didn't do an approximation kind of like, okay that's I good. was actually physically trying to add up the time and then I was subtracting hours and I'm like I don't know how to gauge this type of it was when she itemized it though Holly and said like 10 hours of belly rubs I did not 12 do hours of snacks liar. yeah 40 hours of not. cuddling <laughs> so yesterday, I uh, I responded to something that Donna and I were both on, and said, "And by the way, you know, I did this, I did this, and by the way, I also have a dog, and so I did three hundred sixty-five times twenty-four. So I said, put me down for eight thousand seven hundred sixty hours <laughs> of volunteer work. But then I reminded Donna, no, I get it, I didn't adopt my dog, I got him from a breeder. Donna said." Your dog is like one of those lab-grown diamonds. Nobody wants it. <laughs> oh, Donna. <laughs> I was kidding. I like to say things right before we go on the air to just she, keep him on his toes. She tried putting down a couple of uh, paid gigs that she had. I mean, Donna, I you're batting not, you're zero are, on these volunteer emails. You are... You're, you're our Hassan Minaj. You are lying, by the way. What do you mean? You're totally lying. I'm not trying to do that. I said, I'm sorry. The things that I did this year, I did get paid for. Here they are, though. I don't know. Hey, that works. You know what? You're putting it in the kitty for yeah. us to, you know, 
They, up, they can determine what they right. get. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, I mean, you know it is still working with the community. What? You know what's interesting at these things? And listen, and I and I have volunteered and, uh, you know, emceed a bunch of things. I'm doing something next week, which I'm happy to You're do. You're the one who encouraged me to get paid. Well, no, and I do think that you should. <laughs> I think that there's the right balance of things that you volunteer for. Right. And then okay. other things where their whole objective is a little bit more for-profit. And it's like, yeah, you can make money there. But what's interesting, and this will sound very um, in poor taste, but someone suggested this to me regarding nonprofit stuff. They said, here's a peculiar thing is usually, and I could be wrong, but the person said the, the band mm-hmm. is getting paid. Yeah. The caterer mm-hmm. is getting paid. The wait staff the auctioneer. is getting paid. The auctioneer is getting paid. It's usually just the MC who that they're like, you want to do this for free? They said that to me, and then I just thought that is an interesting thing. Yeah. Two things can be true at the same time, where that right. can be sort of a little eyebrow-raising, interesting, and also you're happy to volunteer your time for an right. organization that you care about. Correct. I mean, what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. Do I'm, I'm just going to give a plug for Canine Inspired Change. Do it! Oh, yeah! Yes! Yeah! Yeah! Yes! Go look up Canine Inspired Change. CanineInspiredChange.org. It's a therapy dog organization that's right here in the Twin Cities. Therapy dog teams going through to schools, institutions, oh. other things. Like, yep. it, we got our own curriculum to visit. I'm, like, I'm just going to flex. I'm the board chair. So yeah. Oh, you are. Oh, my. Yeah. The first photo I saw <laughs> is this gorgeous looking like a golden doodle, labradoodle kind of thing, giving its paw to a young man at a school that looks adorable. And I had a dog. I had Buddy enrolled, and then the pandemic happened, and then Buddy died. Oh my! Oh yeah. my goodness! Well, Sorry. whenever you're ready, whenever anyone Thanks, is ready, Holly. you go and do good with your dog. You go to CanineInspiredChange.org, or you just let me know. Thank wow, you. We'll help you cool. do some good. That's great. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doing good in the world. Uh, what were we doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's go back to the show for a second here. Hassan Minaj. That's right. So Hassan Minaj uh, is someone who worked on the Daily Show. Yes, probably currently works on the Daily Show. He was supposed to be the shoe in for taking over for Trevor Noah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then, and I remember hearing this story, but I didn't know the name. Okay, so he was accused. There was an article uh, written in the New Yorker about him back in September who broke down the details of his biographical comedy around his experience growing up as a Muslim American and an Asian American. And um, his special is called The King's Jester. It came out in 2022. And he had alleged that he once opened a letter filled with white powder that fell on his daughter. So he and his wife took their daughter to the hospital and were told hours later that it was not anthrax, as they initially feared. So this woman who wrote the article said that that anecdote, among other stories he told about experiencing racial discrimination, had some fudged facts. Mm. So he admitted in the profile that she wrote, to embellishing details for his stand-up sets. Uh, And then he did what he called a deep dive on his own scandal six weeks after the magazine published the article. So he confirmed the reporting that he did not take his daughter to the hospital. He said that she was nearby when he opened the envelope with the white powder and the fabrication was meant to highlight and emphasize 
the shock and the fear that they were feeling that day. I just assume, personally... Most comedians are kind of... Embellishing. Embellishing, Absolutely. For the sake of the story and the comedy aspect. So, um, he went on to say that being accused of fake racism is not trivial. It's very serious, and it demands an explanation. So, in light of all of this... Um, yeah, because they were like calling him a con artist who's using fake uh, uh, Islamophobia to advance his career. And he he's saying that was never my intent. An interesting thing that he said was, Hassan Minaj said, I use the tools of stand-up comedy, hyperbole, changing names and locations and compressing timelines to tell entertaining stories. That's inherent to the art form. You wouldn't go to a haunted house and say, why are these people lying to me? The point is the ride, and stand-up is the same. That was that was a point that he made. Right. I wonder if it has to do with, and I, and I think it does. You know, if you, uh, fellow comedian Gary Goldman comes to mind, mm-hmm. tells a long story about being at a at a uh, a Trader Joe's, and tells us elaborate story about coming in contact with a woman in the checkout line who gives him like a yeah. No. And from there, he does 30 minutes on her response and all the other things that happened that day in Trader Joe's. I don't know if even 20% of it is true right, or just right. a story that a good comedic writer comes up with. Sure. But when it's something more innocuous as a grocery store Versus a sensitive subject. Where you could more um, specifically engender uh, or, or gather support or gather outrage yeah. as opposed to just getting a laugh. Right. Maybe that's where it gets a little wonky for It's for too fragile a topic, especially to take in America. Yes, on. yes. Sure. So he was a shoe in according to this page six article that I saw for taking over the, the Daily Show. And they basically, uh, you know, canceled that plan basically, which is why Jon Stewart's coming back on Monday and then they're doing rotating guests. Uh, You know, it's kind of sad that he's, you know, lost the gig over this. And somebody's like keen ear, you know, and research and... Yeah, I wonder... um, I wonder if they sat down and talked with him. You know, did they do it all based off of the article or did they have a gloves-off... Nothing leaves this room conversation right. where they could better gather what was going on and sort of, I don't know, kind of like his heart in the matter. Or was it all based on the reporting? Because because sometimes, and I'm not saying this is necessarily the case with Comedy Central, but sometimes it feels like a report goes out issued by fill in the outlet. And then because of PR pressure. And often a little less now, yeah, but more yeah, so yeah. during the last the, the 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 peak of cancel culture, it was like the PR side of the network really created this sense of urgency of not only do you need to make a decision, you need to make it now. You know, it was like the sure. suddenness, the timeliness, sure. which I think sometimes that can be very decisive and can be rooted in your outlets values and in in character and integrity and other times it can be short-sighted and uh lack a little bit more of due process right yes and also you're dealing with the uh your immediate managers producers whatever who know you 
And then you're dealing with the people who are trying to protect the image of the brand as a whole. Yeah. Who you might not have ever met, you know, and they're like, yep, we can't have this. Doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter. So he lost the gig. It was all but in the bag in the summer. And because of that, um, Hassan Minaj will not be hosting The Daily Show. (sighs) That's what we have for you. Now, here's what we have to determine. You and I, Donna. Okay. As unprofessional broadcasters <laughs> who put things in every day mm-hmm. to our credit we have been overstuffing our outline um these last few weeks it seems mm-hmm. and we don't get to all of it we have a bunch of stuff we haven't gotten to yet uh choose your own adventure next to see something say something technically but we don't have to do that we can do whatever we want here so what would we like to talk about donna was at the gym yesterday Mm. And got her butt kicked by a coworker. That's mm-hmm. a potential story. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there is a uh, a random suggestion by a California lawmaker about speed limits that I think you might find intriguing. I'd like to talk about that. Uh, Kevin James did something funny last night to poke fun at his internet meme. Let's do that on Fallon last night. And let's talk about Coachella. You think we're going to get to all of it? Nope. We'll give it a shot next on Donna and Steve on my talk. Hi, 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 we're back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. All right, so we did a little smorgasbord of uh, choosing what we want to talk about here. We have so much to talk about today. Because we've had to bump a bunch of stuff that we had planned. And uh, so we already have some stuff planned for fr- uh, for Monday's show, Donna. What a, what a, oh my God. What a journey this is. Let's oh, take the weekend great. off. Okay. Uh, but I, okay. So I came across something. I don't think this is a see something, say something, but if you want to fill time just to run the intro, I'm also open to that. All right. Why don't I just do part of it? Okay. Nice. Hey, if you see something, say something. There you go. A California lawmaker is trying to pass a bill that would force new vehicles to have a limiter in them. I'll let you hear from him. His name is Senator. No. Scott Wiener. That There's is, a lot of wieners out there in the uh, the world no of kidding. politics. Remember when <laughs> Anthony Wiener got involved with Wiener scandals? Yes. You mean Carlos Danger? Oh, yes. Was that, was that, that, was his, his yeah, that was his like handle. But I mean, it's like, I think you deliver that to late night host and you say, okay, so his name is Anthony Wiener and he's now in a scandal that involves wieners. They probably have to step back from the writer's table. They're like, this is too, this is too good. This is a trick. This is a trap. Right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, here is Senator Scott Wiener. Uh, we'll listen to him and then discuss. It will require cars and trucks that are manufactured or sold in California to contain what we call speed governors or speed limiters that physically prevent the vehicle from traveling more than 10 miles an hour above the speed limit. It'll still be illegal to go above the speed limit, of course, but it will be physically impossible to make the car go more than 10 miles an hour uh, over the speed limit. So there is technology in cars already that can determine, newer vehicles in particular, that can determine with incredible precision what the speed limit is, where you are. Oh, okay. And so I have like a um, like a little heads up dash thing where I can like see the speed limit on my oh, that's window nice. in front of me. Yeah, because so sometimes really nice. you don't know the speed limit and you're like, am I going too fast right now? Is it 70 or is it 60? Yeah, totally. Right. And so I heard this and I get it, right? Like... America, freedom, don't you tell me. It's only, I only broke the law if you caught me, all that kind of stuff. 
I don't know that I feel strongly against this idea. I definitely don't. The only thing I think about, (laughs) which you will not be surprised by, is what if I'm trying to get away from a killer? (laughs) Well, or somebody who's harassing me or something. I don't know. But then they can't go that fast either. Oh, that's true. Oh, good point. So frankly, well, that's assuming that they have a newer model car. Sure. (laughs) But then in theory, you could never get away from him and he could never catch up to you. It's the Benny Hill music, right? (laughs) But okay, that's great that you immediately went Dateline. Totally. Immediately, Donna. Um, Oh, by the way, I'm watching a new series. I'll have to tell you about it. We'll do that at 10.15 today because you're watching a series that I looked at last night and was like, oh, oh, no, no, no. No, that's real. Oh, wow. It was suggested to me by a coworker, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm on this today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll talk about that at 10.15. I'm almost done with it. But I was just... uh, You know, I would also say this, and again, a bunch of people hate me, but am I oversimplifying this? Wouldn't a way to drastically reduce, if not eliminate, DUIs and and more specifically DUI accidents, particularly those uh, resulting in fatalities, particularly of innocent Standbyers who just got hit from somebody who was drunk. Wouldn't the easiest way to drop that number be to have the breathalyzer yes. thing on every single vehicle? Absolutely. I could not agree with you. And more. I know people will say, no, that infringes upon my rights and my civil liberties and all of that. And again, I'm a big proponent of freedom. That being said, yeah. sometimes though, maybe we do explore the more practical route. Where, look, it might be a little of a pain of a neck to blow into the kazoo every time you want to start the car, especially if you're being chased by someone, Donna. But remember, he's going to have to blow in his, too. I just feel like you could really drop that number pretty quickly. Yeah, I think that that would be something really tough to get past. For sure. However, when it comes to freedom, yes, there's freedom, but there are also laws that we must follow. Sure. You can't be like... America, man, I, you know, you can't tell me that I can't break into this jewelry store, man. Yeah, that's right. It's my right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah right. Everybody's got rules and, and you get to vote. And yeah, right. and I they, just, I think that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I heard this and expected me to be like, this is dumb, but I'm not much of a speeder. Like, if I catch myself going 76 in a 65, I'm like, okay, Mario Andretti. Yeah, you're also a dad. So you've, you know, when you have precious cargo, it's so funny how, how much more carefully you drive sure. and how angry you get when somebody's riding your tail, yes. you know, or somebody's like being aggressive with you because they think you're going too slow. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want my kid to fly through the window while I'm going around this ramp to get onto the highway. Sure. Or you've got a a, a piece of art that you just got. Or from a, a wedding cake. I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> when I first time I drove one of my children home from the I hospital. Like you had piece of art. That's good. But you know, you yeah. don't want it to fall over and get punctured right. by the seatbelt. Or seat you got belt. a plant that you just got at Costco that you don't want dirt all over your, you know. Could be anything. Your grand piano. Right. We should all be able to have our own version of the baby on board sign for other things. I love it. Wedding cake on Wedding board. Wedding cake on board. Yes. Returning soil-based plants. I don't think I'd put precious art or expensive art. Sure, that you might know, that attract might a little more attention. Correct. Uh, but yeah, Speaking of Dateline, 
I mean, I, I all but put my hazards on that first drive home from the oh, hospital. Oh, I would be the same I was exact like, Look way. Look at these psychos. Look at these psychos. Yeah. Arrest everybody. You've got someone who just came into the world probably <laughs> hours ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good reminder just for everybody. Be kind on the road. Just keep an Listen. What? I didn't mean to point at I you. I can give someone the finger under my seat if I want to. It's fine. Are you still checking the kindness box in that regard? It's just be <laughs> publicly kind? Correct. Okay. Give a mental finger. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what I do. I'll be like, bleep you, you bleep and bleeper bleep. Donna's blinking really hard at the car beside right. her. She blinks out her curse And words. then I breathe and I go. <sighs> yeah. You're the, you're, you're a different Donna I'm very, in the car. I don't like driving. I just don't. I need a driver. I need to. I need to win the lottery. What am I doing here? I'm wasting my life. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> that escalated, there, pal. Shish kebab. All right. Also, I thought this was cool last night. Kevin James was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He's been making the rounds. Kelly Clarkson earlier this week, um, but he's got uh, his new stand-up special is out on Amazon Prime. Love him. Uh, can I just side note yeah. something really quick? Saw him in Atlantic City. His brother opened. Yeah. He And then he, I didn't love the set. Oh, really? And I love Kevin James. I was kind of disappointed. My brother has seen him and said he is like unexpectedly very funny in stand-up. So, I don't know, you check okay. out the, uh, the Amazon I've always special. loved his stand-up. Always. Yeah, it was if- just this one night. I was like, Really? And he said it's always clean. Dan Patrick asked him about it the other day. The reason he said it's really just because of laziness. Back in the day, I was like, I don't want to have to change my routine if I get asked on to the Tonight Show. Right. Or, you know, the Late Show. And he was like, so it wasn't more moral. It was just, I was lazy. So anyway, it's worth it. Very funny. Love this guy. But, you know, the, uh, the meme of Kevin James as his character in The King of Queens, shrugging his shoulders and sort of giving a little wry smile. Yes. It has gotten memefied all over the Internet. And they did a funny little thing. You can search this on YouTube of Jimmy Fallon walks into the dressing room. And there's Kevin James wearing the flannel, shoulders up, a little bit of that wry smile. And Jimmy's like, oh, my gosh, you're stuck in your meme. And oh, then the cute. meme expands and it takes over oh, the tonight show. It's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Love it. He said he was doing a photo shoot and yes. the photographer was like, okay, now look sexy. Now look this way. But now you're kind of shy. Yeah. And he was like, damn it. He said this photo would never get anywhere. And sure enough, it's all over the internet. Correct. Thank you, Holly. Thank Have you, a great Holly. weekend. Okay, hey, don't go away, everybody. We're going to come back with some music news and a dirt alert with the big Zamboni that is next.